Thanks for joining us on the Semi Pros. Another big week in sport is upon us. Plenty happening. Sport seems to get backing up and running. All different sports up and going. And you've tuned in to the Semi Pros. Big show coming up tonight. Our Haynes Wilson ITP Toowoomba special guest is Tim Zhu. Hopefully, we'll see him in the ring shortly. Remember, a few weeks back, we had Jeff Horn on the show. Now we know to get uh, Tim Zoo. So we'll listen to his thoughts on that coming fight, what he's been up to during the COVID uh, period. And that's all with thanks to Haynes Wilson and ITP Toowoomba. We'll head out to the Southern Hotel. We'll have a chat to Shane Mogg at the Southern Hotel Shot Clock. What topics will come up today and who will make the list for the Rocks and Diamonds presented to you by Hogan's Family Jewelers. And, of course, we'll see if we can find your winner or two on the punt with our Semi-Pros Multi of the Week. Stay with us. That's all coming up next on the Semi-Pros. Great to have your company on the semi-pros, whether you're tuning in via our Facebook live feed, if you're on our radio program of a Saturday morning, courtesy of Power FM across Toowoomba, or otherwise via our podcast. Plenty of ways to stay up to date with what's happening with the semi-pros. So welcome in the team. Steve Lover, how are you? Good, mate. Good. Got a bit of salt going on, though. So. <laughs> yeah, good anyway. Weren't you, no, good. Weren't you, weren't you clean shaven last week? No, I'm not so for a little while, actually. So, oh. up and down, like freshen up for the weekend. Joel Stewart, how are you going? Good evening. Good afternoon. Good Go, morning. Going great, mate. Bit of a freshen up last week. Uh, back with yeah. a bit of a bit of a spell. Now you brought me back in. I'm ready to fire. It's a bit happening. We've we seem to be getting back a bit closer to normality with different sports. We saw boxing. Back over in the States, we saw the Aussie, Andrew Maloney, fight midweek. We've got uh, his brother fighting coming up shortly as well. So that happening there. AFL a bit going on. Yeah, keeps going on there. It's happening in Victoria. Not much by the sounds of it now. Well, isn't the, the tests inconclusive or something now? So. Hasn't the same bloke's had three tests and he's gone negative, positive, negative or something? Yeah, and he's showing no signs. So I don't know. I don't know. Was it just one guy? Well, they had one guy, obviously, from um, uh, McKenna. He's, well, <laughs> well, anyway, it's inconclusive, so I don't know. It's weird. But really I mean, it's still, weird. The, the state's still riddled with it, though, isn't it? You know what I mean? Oh, massively. Massively. So, now, there's a bit happening in Victoria. They've got a few concerns there, obviously, with uh, with everything that's that's going on there. But plenty of good things that are happening in sport, and one good name in sport in our country. It is a synonymous name with boxing. It's a synonymous name with success. It's a synonymous name with greatness, and it is that name of Zoo. We saw Costa Zoo, of course, uh, go on and do amazing things right across the world, the Russian-Australian or the thunder from down under. Well, now we see... The next generation in uh, Tim Zoo making a huge name of himself for it. Right here in Toowoomba, the Garden City, on his way through, and he's got a huge fight that's just around the corner. And thanks to Haynes Horson, ITP Toowoomba, he is our special guest on the program. Tim Zoo is up next.
And he joins us now. Tim, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Great to have you with us. First of all, Tim, I guess the number one question everyone wants to know, Tim Zhu versus Jeff Horn. When's it on? Is it happening? Are we closer? I'd love, Got anything? I'd love, to, I'd love to give you a confirmation, but at the moment, nothing, nothing's been confirmed. But we're looking at a date, and it, it's coming up, and it's um, the end of August. Um, hopefully, it gets confirmed sooner rather than later. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, so pretty exciting. So are you in camp now or close to being in camp in preparation for yeah, a date around a time? I've, yeah, I've started now. I've, I've started quite a bit back already. Um, I've already been in shape. I didn't lose focus. I've always remained um, – always knew that the fight's going to come. So I remained focused, kept training, and um, I knew when the green light's going to go, I'm going to just go 120%. Mm. It was originally slated for Townsville, the, the stadium there, uh, big stadium fight. Will it will it be there again, or is that? Yeah, I think I think it will be. Um, hopefully, we can get crowds back in soon. Um, by the by, the look of the rugby league and all that stuff, um, I think we're 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 going to to get the crowds. Mm. What does it mean to you to have a crowd there? Do you care, or do you want people there, or what's your thoughts? I'm sure you'd like them there, but. Yeah. Of course, of course, I'd love people there, but at the end of the day, if if the if they're not there, it won't make a difference to myself. Um, I've been I've been keen for this fight for a long time, and I believe uh, Aussie boxing fans and Aussie sport fans deserve a, a big fight. And to to start off to start off this year with a big fight like this uh, during a a crisis or during a a real negative time, um, it would be great. What do you make of Jeff Horn, Tim? He's a bit of a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but he's all right. He's all right. Uh, he's did, you have much, did, did you have much to do with him during the amateurs? Um, we were in different weight divisions, actually. Um, so I remember sliding along. I remember our, we, we know of each other back in the days, back um, back in the amateur days. But, yeah, I think he's a, he's a quite a strong boxer. He's very unorthodox. He, he brings something that many opponents don't so that's the whole interesting part about boxing when is when you have two styles clash and see what style wins talking of um of styles there mate in terms of your style it's very very similar to obviously your father's style uh, which was you know very synonymous about a big punch setting it up with that big left hand that big right hand coming down the pot is that how you envision your fight with Jeff Horn going nice and early, big right hand down the pipe, all over. Is that, Man, is that what you're looking I, I, for, or? Of course, I'd love that to happen. That'd be great if I if I can get him out in one round. That'd be even better. But you know, boxing is a very methodical sport, and you've got to set yourself traps. And you know, um, you never know when when is the finisher. Uh, it all ends in one punch. So. For me, a victory is a victory. It doesn't matter how it comes. Um, all I know is how to win, and that's exactly what I'm planning to do, is to win. Mm. Jeff's profile lifted fairly considerably when he got that win over Pacquiao. When did he start to come on your your, your radar as the guy that you wanted to, to get in the ring with? Uh, I think as soon as as soon as soon that fight finished is, is when I, I, I actually went up to my manager and said, make this fight happen. You know, so um, this is the fight I've always. I believe I I needed to to say that I'm the best in Australia. 
is to mm. take out the best in Australia. Mm. Was it always going to happen at super welterweight, or was there? Would you, you know, in the, in those days, obviously he was competing and he was a, the welterweight world champion. Obviously, would you have been able to make the welterweight limit, perhaps, and um, fight him at welterweight? No, no. I'm, I'm I'm a much bigger boy than than a welterweight, and it wouldn't be possible for myself. Hmm. And when you negotiated this fight, Tim, it went like most things, you know, happen in boxing backwards and forwards. He wanted certain things. You guys didn't want him to have certain things. He wanted, you know, there was a quite a, it was quite a squabble there. And, and, and look, I know talk's talk and once you get in the ring, it's all a different story. But were you genuinely upset and disappointed at the few things and the way he sort of held out believing he deserved more money and all the rest of it like that and, and you know, and all of a sudden that you were just riding off the back of a name and, you know, you don't even really deserve a shot and all the rest of it. You genuinely, like, is there genuinely a feeling there where he actually really did tick you off a bit or is it all just talk and whatever? I, I, didn't, I didn't negotiate anything. I didn't mm. knew. I told my manager, make this fight happen, whether, whatever, whatever the terms are. Um, it's mm. his job to... To, to make it better on my side. So um, for myself, I, I don't I don't care. I my my main focus is to is to fight, and doesn't matter who's in front of me. That's that's all I care about. Um, mm. Of course, you know what? Everyone's going to say the same things over and over again about my dad, and how everything's because of this and that. But at the end of the day, I'm the one fighting. I'm the one that's winning, and I'm the one that's punching everyone's heads in. So. People can people can say what they want, but I'm doing my own thing and I'm creating my own journey. People always talk about your father, and, and look, no matter what, whatever way you look at it, you're always going to be linked to your father, and you deserve to be. It's your legacy. It's a, it's a, it's obviously your, it's your family. But how do you, Tim? How do you how do you deal with that? As you said, like you constantly have that, you know, nattering in the background about oh, he's cost your son, or he's fighting, you know, he's got his dad's name, yeah. and blah blah blah. How do look seriously? How do you you can say you fob it off and you forging your own identity, but does it affect you? Like, did, what, no, it does it play any role? I'm, I'm proud of what my dad did. Um, mm. Many fighters in Australia can, a lot of fighters have won a world title. Um, but I wouldn't say many have, have won multiple world titles and have remained undefeated for 10 years straight without losing. That's a, mm. that's, that's, that's a legend. And, you know, mm. I'm super proud of my dad. And, I, you know, I understand I'm always going to be compared to him. Um, but I don't focus on that. I, I focus on my own journey and what I can do in this sport. And, you know, um, at the end of the day, um, I'm only three years in. Um, I'm already at the top of Australia, and I my goal is to, to get to the top of the world. Hmm. So is this the last stumbling block for you, the way you see it, in terms of that, that journey of taking on the, taking on the world? You, you, you need Jeff Horn's name. You want that name on the, on the CV. It's the last piece of puzzle here domestically in Australia that I've set myself out. And um, after this is when I want to take over, take over the world and be the best. Mm. Tim, um, we, we spoke about the, your, your father there, and obviously like you hit the nail on the head perfectly that he's an Australian icon, Australian legend in, in what he did for boxing in Australia. Um, does he have much involvement with your career, mate? Does he sort of, you know, is he in the ear of, of the guys sort of looking after you and making sure that they're doing the right things and getting you the right fights or...? Of the the people that are around me um, are great people. Um, I've got a great manager. I've got a great team. I've got a great coach. Um, my grandpa Boris, all my sponsors, everyone's everyone around me is great. Um, my dad's quite a hard man to be with, to be around. Um, 
But, you know, he always supports me, and that's the main thing I need. Um, he tells me a lot about boxing. Uh, he supports me in the background. But he, everyone that that's in my team is professionally good at what they do. And everyone knows what they do, and they don't, and they don't need to be told by my dad. Mm. Mm. Mate, growing up and the, and the legacy with the boxing, was it always something that you were involved with coming through sort of the junior ranks, the younger ranks, and that we're going to progress into? It was always a, a sort of career path that you wanted to take? Um, I guess at some point it, it hit me that I wanted to do boxing. Like growing up, it was a bit different to a, to a, it was a different childhood. Um, as I said before, to become a, a multiple world champion and to stay at the top for years and years and years, you're, you've got a different mentality towards anyone, anyone in Australia, even in the world. And to grow up and to, to be able to live with my dad, um, it's made me who I am today. Um, I'd say at an age of maybe when I turned professional, that's when I knew that I, this is what I was going to do. Um, hmm. I've always loved the sport. I've always been involved in the sport. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've got to say when, when I turned when I, when I turned to the sport is when I actually wanted to do it. Hmm. When you turned pro, Tim, you, you, you fought a lot early on. Uh, when you built your, your, your name, obviously, and just sort of got the experience and your, your team was obviously very keen for you to fight in as many places across Australia as you can. And one of them, obviously, we're very proud to say, was that uh, you fought in Toowoomba. Uh, you came up to Toowoomba. Yeah. You, you had a fight on this card as well. Uh, it was fantastic to have you here, obviously, and you got a great reception from the crowd. But was that something that, looking back on it now, how important was that in, in your journey where you sit now? As in, you, not just Toowoomba, you travelled all over. You fought the Gold Coast, you fought Brisbane, you fought... In, you know, Bendigo, you fought all over Australia in, in different centres in, in the early part. You probably fought in a different state your first four, five, six fights. So you did a lot of travelling early on. Was, is, is that something now that you look back and thought that really helped you be in the position you are now? Yeah, of course. Um, definitely helps. Experience, being outside of your comfort zone, um, travelling and fighting. Um, so it was a great rookie, rookie years for myself. And that's mm. that's how I, that's where I gained all my experience. Mm. Tim, there before you, you were sort of mentioning um, growing up, and you know, it wasn't until you sort of turned pro that you knew you wanted to do it full time and as a profession. Um, your brother Nikita, he was probably probably along the same lines, wasn't he? He was sort of coming through the amateurs, and then sort of, is he still involved in boxing? Mate, still having a few fights, or has he just said, "No, nah, I don't want to do, take that sort of no, career path"? Or as I said before, we're growing up with dad. He was a he was a quite a tough, like an army sergeant. And the way he put it into us is that we ha we have to be the best at anything we do. My brother, he's a he's into architecture, and what he's doing is phenomenal in his field. Um, exactly what I'm doing in this sport is that we're putting 120 percent into into both both of the things that we do. He comes to the gym sometimes. He loves to loves to punch on, do some sparring. But besides, well, he doesn't want to take it to the next level. He's, he's quite happy at doing what he, what he does. Mm. You did a bit of travel to the States as well. Obviously, you can't do that at the moment with different restrictions, working over there in some of the, the biggest and uh, most renowned gyms across the world, working with Freddie Roach. Talk us through that experience, walking through those doors at Wildcard. Um, yeah, it was, it's unreal to, to go there and to test yourself physically and mentally to be able to uh, step in with the with the great fighters 
from all around the world. You know, you, there's fighters there that you, you've never even heard of, but they're out there to kill, out there to kill. And then you got to go in there and you got to be be there to kill. Um, in Australia or here, we're, we're we're comfortable. I'm comfortable. Everyone knows me. Um, sparring's um, not as good there. While I go there and I, I get into this zone where I feel uncomfortable, where no one knows me, and that's and that's where true um, true athletes shine. Is, is where you where you set from away from all your comfort zone and you get to, to a zone where just kill or be killed. Simple question now. You see a lot of Australian fighters that come through, um, impress on the domestic scene, impress at a regional level, go to the very, very top, and I say this in all due respect, obviously unable to quite take that next step. What makes Tim Zhu different? Why, when you get to that next step, will Australia see that uh, that, that you will uh, clear that next hurdle? Um, my mentality is different towards anyone um mm. but you never know in the in the next few years we could fight we could have a few world champions here in australia who knows um but i intend to be one of them as well and um in my mind i'm not there to to just get a world title i'm here to be the best in my division and that's the difference mm. that mentality you like you get to a point where skill like there's only so much skill that you can have Having that mental edge over over people is that the key to, to taking that next step? Obviously, yeah, yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is. Do you do any any work with that? Obviously, you spend a heap of time in the in the gym and, and working on the physical skill that you have and the strength and all that sort of thing. Do you do anything in particular to work on that mental side of it with uh, with the people around you? Um, no, I think. Mean, Growing up with a with a dad like my dad, that's all I needed. Yeah, yeah. Who's what's what's the next step, Tim? I wasn't, I wasn't allowed yep. to cry as a baby. <laughs> imagine, imagine being a little kid and not being able to cry. I was I wasn't I wasn't allowed to feel pain. Pain mm. is just uh, it's it's nothing. You, you can take it, and you know that's how I grew up. So. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, um, obviously, obviously, your dad's over living in Russia now. And I, was it last year you went over and visited him in Russia and spent some time with him in Russia? Is it any plans that you might go back over and um, have a couple of fights over there in front of the Russian crowd? Oh, I would love to. That's that would be an if if the opportunity presents itself, um, I'll be there. Mm. Mm. What's the next step for you? Let's say whenever this date appears, Jeff Horn, you you move through that step. What's next? Where is I know you don't look too far ahead, but I mean, what's the plan? Just uh, to the top, world-rated fighters to be the best in the world. Hmm. But would so you anticipate your the, next fight? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, who's the, who's the target? So I suppose the pinnacle of your vision at the moment, who's got that big target on on their head where he, he is the, uh, I, I suppose, the... Um, He's the bar that you need to jump over to, to be that number one in the world, undisputed. Well, no you'd be heading, no. you'd be hunting Canelo, wouldn't you? Would be the one you'd be after. Canelo's up. No, Canelo's super middle. There's the the, the guy in my weight is Charlo, the young Charlo, mm. Jamal and Jamel. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then there's um there's a few of the boys there. 
Yeah, so there's a few targets there there for you. Who's the, can I ask in your career so far, who's the toughest fight you've had so far? Who's the toughest every, every opponent? Fight's so every fight's so different. Every opponent's so different. So there's, I can't really say, I can't really, can't really say an exact, exact type of who was the hardest, but every, every fight was hard in its own way. Yeah. What about when you, when your dad was fighting? Were you, did you travel with him and, and sort of get to be at those big fights and in the big arenas and that? Um, I've only been to one of his fights, the Jesse James Layer. In Melbourne. Telstra, yeah. uh, Telstra Dome back in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my dad was, uh, was super focused, like an army sergeant. Yeah. There's no such thing as distraction. No family going, no, no nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Nah. Tell you, it was a different, it was a different man. <laughs> Yeah. As you say, mate, you've got to have that sort of mindset, though, to be at the top for so long, don't you? That's all it is. That's exactly what it is. What about, speaking of your dad's career, uh, what was your favourite one of your dad's fights? The one you look back and think, gee, he was a hell of a fighter watching that. Well, I think one... everyone, everyone has the answer to that one. What's yours? Mine, uh, <laughs> when he walloped. Uh, Judah. Is that Judah? Judah. When he made yeah, him do yeah. the Judah jiggle. There you go. <laughs> Everyone's got the Mate, Zab Judah was like Floyd memory. Mayweather at the time, wasn't he? He was yeah. like the Floyd the Mayweather coming through. He had, wasn't he? he had yeah. Mike Tyson there with him. He had everyone in his corner. Yeah. His dad just went and walloped him. <laughs> He's I still not happy about, about it, Zab. What's that? The feeling about it is that all the hype was gone and um, it was a good feeling for my dad. Yeah. 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 Mate, boxing obviously takes uh, a major part, but is there anything outside of the ring you do to, to switch off and, and like get away from it and, and sort of shut boxing off and, and get out and relax? Yeah, I love the beach. I love relaxing by the beach. I find it quite peaceful. Um, being around family, being around friends, uh, uh, being able to, to go for long drives, um, I love my cars. I'm into, I'm into cars. Just stuff like that. Yeah. Just the what usual, about... usual person pops up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you about the, the the video that went nearly viral? The coins. Where'd that come from? Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I've been doing it for for years now. <laughs> yeah. And it's just it, it was just someone recorded it and, and then went crazy. Goes. Yeah. Actually, if yeah. our producer Zach's listening, if you Google Tim Zoo coin trick or something, it'll pop up. You'll see it'll it'll come straight up. But yeah. So, but yeah, geez, it got some views. So, what's well, so you you've been? That's something you've done all the time. Yeah, I've always been doing it. Like me and my coach have always done reaction type stuff and things like that. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who's your um? Who's your main sparring partner out here in Australia? Like, who do you? If you were just doing rounds of a Wednesday or a Friday, who would you be doing rounds with down there? Uh, Matteo Tapia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very easy. He's a very good boxer. Um, we've been doing rounds for a long time, and we've had our wars. We we go toe to toe, so it's it's always it's never an easy spar with him, and it's yeah, we definitely give give ourselves a, a go. <laughs> and you spoke about obviously going to the wild card, and knowing you know you just in for a war. Everyone you were sort of there against. Did anyone sort of recognise you and recognise the name and think? This might be Kosh's boy or anything like that when you when you walk in there? No, actually, no. We kept it quite undercover. We didn't wanna we didn't wanna be recognized. We wanted to go anonymous. Yeah. Any other any, that's what any, made the whole experience better. 
Yeah. Any sort of names that you might be sort of floating around over in America that you should do some rounds with when you were there? Um, there was a few of the prospects. I really forgot their names, but yeah. a few, a few of the prospects that we did rounds with, and um, yeah, there, there was a lot of different Uzbeks, Kazakhs, and yep. just fighters that have had 400, 500 amateurs. Yeah, exactly. Fight. And then fight every day in the gym, like you say. Hmm. And it's a war, toe to toe. Everyone has. To Michael Casita says the same thing. When he walked into the wild card, it was, you know, you'd be lucky to get four rounds with people because it'd just be warring up. War. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but at that time, obviously, he was the world champion, and people knew who he was. He couldn't go in undercover like what you did. Yeah, everyone was lining up to get at him, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was it like working with Freddie Roach? We we took we see him and see him working with the absolute best of the best of the of the sport for a long period of time. Uh, you spent a bit of time with him since we'd video uh, in the past. Have you doing um, pad work and that with Freddie? What was that like? Yeah, it was great, great, great experience. Um, he knows a lot. He knows quite a bit. So it was good to, to learn different techniques. Okay. So, well, look, we could probably talk to you all night, Tim, with a lot of different things we'd like to be able to ask you. I think we had a few viewer questions popped up there before. Someone said they'd like you to see you. Like, uh, I don't know, one of the fights popped up there. They said they'd like to see you um, fight again, etc. So, but um, what's the um, – so when when can we expect an announcement? Do you have any idea, or roughly, when can we expect an announcement on Zoo v Horn? Hopefully, in the next two weeks. Okay, in the next in the next few weeks, so that'll be um, all sorted there. So, um, prediction: How what happens when Tim Zoo and Jeff Horn go I eyeball win. to eyeball? I win. <laughs> how? <laughs> I win. I win. I, uh, I win. I win. Yeah. Oh well, doesn't matter how you win. Doesn't as you matter win, how. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matter. So we um, so we look we look forward to that one. So we look forward to announcing that in a couple of weeks. Uh, as I said, yeah, it's been great to watch the journey so far. I think, like everyone in Australia, we're looking forward to that fight, uh, Horn v Zoo, and see uh, who comes out on top. And and uh, and and we look forward to to watching that that journey with yourself. So all the way to the top, Tim. Really appreciate giving us your time on the semi pros tonight. And uh, hopefully, we'll catch up with you again soon. Yeah. Thanks, boys. See you, mate. Tim. Tim Zhu joining us on the semi-pros. We'll take a break. More up next. MTV Cribs. I'm Ginger Spice. Mr. Worldwide. Welcome to our Highfields Holiday Home. What? No, dude. No, no, don't, worry about don't worry about it. This way. It's, it's all our awards. This is where we have a little bit of romance. A little bit of on the days that we're trying to hide out. Bit of cushion time. Yep. Cushion time. Love cushion time. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kitchen. This is where we whip up our rhymes. I, I believe this is where you looked at this stone bench top and wrote that song Timber. Right there. Right there. That's where it was. That's where it was. Me and Kesha. Kesha. Sorted out. Yeah. She was like this. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote it like this, just here. Beautiful. Just went three days. Got a great Hamptons feel here, obviously inspired uh, from our time in the big smoke, New York, hanging out with my girl, Julia Roberts. I miss you, babe. This is where we go into the big boys room. Julia bought me this horse. 
is uh, this is obviously the master on sweet. Uh, come around here just in case you uh, want to feel like it's been rained on. We need a good deep clean. Obviously, you need a big power washer. And then every king needs a throne. Uh, down light and obviously heated seats. <laughs> that is so good! <laughs> you guys are gonna have to get out. And that is our look at the Haynes Wilson boys. What are they up to? All sorts of things. Haynes Wilson, oh, not too busy. Boys. Hey, boys. How about I've seen one of the uh, the Haynes Wilson sister companies with a bit of a bit of a uh, a dancing uh, icon. Did you? Wasn't it? The ITP man and the old Moonwalk That's it. Himself. Tax man. Tax man. James and my Jackson. niece. <laughs> James Jackson. Moonwalk. And my Jimmy, Jimmy Jacko. Hey, Harriet did well. Uni club of the uh, early yeah. 2000s. The 90s. And, and even Late into the 90s. early 2010s. Early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been known to see the uh, the great council there in uh, the early 2010s on a Wednesday <laughs> yeah. night. A couple couple double fire engines or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Were they good? Were they good? So, tell me, honestly. week. Week before. Oh, week. The, the, Wheatwood. Not before, Wheatwood. Um, Remember? Wheatwood. Not before yeah. the Thursday Wheatwood Uni Club on a Wednesday. That's the one. Good times. Great one. to have Tim Zoo on the show, though, courtesy of ITP. It is tax time. So, Haynes Wilson, ITP, to one of these guys to uh, to check out. So, yeah, they do some pretty wild videos. So, jump on their socials and have a look. Serious note, Zoo Horn. What do you reckon? He's pretty clear good cut, fight. obviously. Yeah, good fight. Like he says, he's he's trying to maintain that mindset, like his dad. But tell you what, he hit the nail on the head when he said Zoo um, Horn's style's unique, and I think that might sort of, I don't know, it'd be interesting. It's good to see where yeah. he's at. And, you know, Horn carries quite a lot of power as well to go with it. So, mm, be interesting. Be interesting. Oh, so, I think it'll be a cracker. Yeah. Anyway, sounds like that'll be announced sometime soon. So, that's thanks. Uh, we look forward to the announcement of that in a couple of weeks. But yeah, great to have Tim Zhu on uh, on the show. Now, what are we doing? It says Southern Hotel Shot Clock. Are we heading out to the Southern? We might be, I reckon. Here we are. Here he is, Shane Mogg. How are you? He's Moggy. Good, boys. How hey, was it to hear from Tim and Jeff in the last couple of weeks leading into their fight? They're obviously both fairly confident lads. and it is that like Dolly said, it's going to be a cracker fight. Styles make fights, and I think Tim will adapt quite well in that fight. Who have Morgan, you got? Um, you, you said that Tim Zoo would be better than his dad. He's going to have a better legacy believe, than his dad. I, I honestly, yeah, I, I've got a big rap on him. I, I just think all his, all his dad's little needles, I think, I think he's just he's got the code and he's cracked this enigma. He, he just seems really hard to rattle, and I don't see... Um, but the style that Horn fights rattling him and, and um, sort of putting him in that where where he was able to put Zarap up. I, I honestly think Tim Zoo will uh, will conquer the world stage quite well. Mm, okay. You, yep, but I think, I think the words come out of your mouth though that he'll have we'll a be better, better legacy. Division. There you go, boys. How's that? Unify the division, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, That's a... I think he's, he's got the ability and the skill set and he's – Certainly got the right mindset for it. So given the right path and the right fights, I, I can see him, I can't see anyone domestically beating him. And the world stage, I think the world will be his oyster. We look forward to that. What's happening at the Southern? 
Mate, yeah, a, a few few changes as we are. We're we're, we're sort of um, we're sort of growing with the COVID situation. Um, obviously, no news on the Briggies laptops yet, guys. But um, you know, they're in the wind. Uh, Anastasia, whenever you're ready, release them. We've got a, we've got a few reddos. We want to show everyone. But, Can you uh, just run out? <laughs> This weekend, I suppose. What do we got? You'd have the Maloney fight, which would be what's that tomorrow? tomorrow. The Maloney fight was yesterday. Yeah, the other one. Tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, the other twin. Fight. It'll be interesting to see how he feeds off off the off his brother's loss. Mm. So that, and then obviously all the NRL action, the AFL action, the racing. So all on the big screens down there. All the big screens, mate, and plenty of terminals. You know, we've got four four places for you to place your bets. So there's no need for you to uh to miss that winner. Obviously, we do. Do uh, tell you to gamble responsibly, as you should. What should we eat there this weekend? What's on the menu? What are you gonna? What's your suggestion this week? What's Moggy's choice? Mate, I, what are we ordering? I've got, a, I've got a mate of mine who's absolutely loaded and keen on Melbourne Storm and the Roosters, all up to win thirteen points plus. Thirteen points plus, right? Eh? Who are they playing? Plus. That's it. That's. He reckons that is a dead set moral. I think you get about $2.64. Righto. We'll keep an eye on that. What about on the food menu? What are you suggesting for us this week? What should we be ordering at the Southern or Bar 839? Mate, the, uh, some lads just pulled out the Papadelli pasta, the lamb Papadelli pasta. Jeez, it looks fantastic. <laughs> uh, it gets some big wraps and says the big Southern burger. It's hard to go past, you know. It's, it's a solid burger. If you can get through one of them, you're doing well. Right, I might have one of them. I'm in there tomorrow. I might have one of them tomorrow then. Save me one. So, I'll, I'll, be in there. I'll, I'll make sure you get a nice little spot beside the fire so you and Gersky can hug up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know where he is. He's not here tonight. So, I'll like he's, he's in there the tomorrow. Room. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, probably he's lined up at the back door. He's, he's lined up the back door. He's just on more gold. <laughs> <laughs> he might be. So check that out. So, but yeah, no, so plenty happening at the Southern. So for all the live sport, head down there. So you want to have a meal. I so said those restrictions starting to ease. So get down and support the guys at the Southern. Moggy, thanks for joining us. And hopefully we'll see you over the weekend. Shane Mogg joining us there from the Southern Hotel. Righto, boys. Shot clock, Southern Hotel. What's happening this week? What topics have we got? Put out a poll this week as well. Stephen Carney became the first NRL coach to get the bullet. I think we always knew a coach was going, or multiple coaches would not finish the season where they started. But uh, yeah, Stephen Kearney, Carney, he's gone. He he got he got bulleted last week, so he's out. Uh, it's created quite a stir. It'd be very interesting to see how the Warriors respond from this, to be honest. But um, Southern Hotel shot clock question, Steve, kick us off. Harsh or fair? Harsh or fair? Oh, like it's, it's it's just ridiculous from the Warriors. There's only so many times you can sack the coach shortly before you realise, hang on a minute, maybe it's not the coach that's the problem. Uh, I think they've got massive back-end problems with the uh, mm. the board and, and whoever's pulling the, the the puppet strings there and, and the control they're having. And 
like they've just got they've got massive dramas. Like they're coming out, and it's a pretty tough situation. But I think it's extremely harsh given the um, the situation they've been in now and having to be away from New Zealand and traveling yeah. and this sort of thing. Like it's like at the end of the day, if they come out and perform week in week out outstandingly, they'll give it would be an, like an unheard of um, result for them to come out and win. But to, to sack him in the midst of this COVID, they're away from the families, the travel and that, but they've got to delve a lot deeper into into, into what's happening over there as a uh, as a footy club, really, because you, you can keep sacking coaches for as long as they want, but they're not going to they're not going to move forward until they um, find that structure that they can stick to, have confidence. The, the coach has got confidence that the board's behind him, the board's doing the right thing, and the players buy into that whole situation. They're just a uh, for a better word, the old shit show. <laughs> well said. They probably should bring you in as like same the same role you played with the, the Aztecs, the conditioned mental <laughs> strength coach. They, they were, that was they a were real for a bloke who does no research ever. That was a really good answer. Did you been thinking about that? Was a really good answer, Steve. No, I, I was impressed. Five minutes before it's five fifty-five. <laughs> I did my study. <laughs> So, who, so who's on, 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 on tab radio having a chat about it though too? So, I so did you just plagiarise theirs? It was really oh, good. Much, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. You. Anyway, hey, copy yours, paste. It's yours. Yeah, it's yours now. Joel, harsh or fair? Mate, I'm a fence sitter on this. I'm a harsh but fair um, mm. of this yeah, one. Yeah, right. I think I think he's an ordinary coach at the best of times. Stephen Kearney, obviously well equipped to uh, say that being Come a Parramatta supporter. Oh, mate. <laughs> What he did at Parramatta was just horrendous. He should never have got another coaching gig. But the reason they put him on was in New Zealand, the owner, the owner wanted to bring Kiwi. in all the Kiwis. Yeah. Mm. So that's why he was there. So he was, he was good for that at Parramatta, bringing in all the Kiwis. Uh, and that's what he's done again in New Zealand. And again, hasn't worked for him. Um, I think he's a really good assistant coach. Why I say it's harsh but fair, harsh in the sense that they should have just let him see the season out. They're going like bastards anyway. As you say... Out here living in Australia, um, you know, the Tamworth Warriors or wherever they are at the moment. Yeah. I think it's a pretty harsh time to bullet him. Should have let him see the season out and, you know, they might have began to play for him if he got to, you know, let the boys have the carvers around the dressing sheds or whatever it is that they sort of do. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's unfair. I, don't, I think he's well and truly had his chances there. And I think it was um, yeah, delaying the inevitable, maybe. Harsh, yeah, right. in the, harsh in the scenario that it's, yeah, COVID, but uh, fair that. He's gone. Extremely harsh, in my opinion. The, all the scenarios that they're under. And I mean, what? How did how did old mate sack him too? Text. Text. I think. Yeah. Would have to have been. Would have to have been. Yeah. You can't be over here. Like I mean, they've been away from their families. They've moved out here. The sacrifices they've made. And what I think is concerning is the way which they're probably breaking code. The way some of the players have spoken about him. Basically saying, you know, he's the one that's held this together. He's been like a father figure for all these, for a lot of these younger players. When we've been away from their families, a way that you know they came out and spoke, um, supporting him. So, I think it's an extremely, extremely harsh call, and I don't see what it actually will achieve for them for the remainder of the season. To be really honest, Who I don't, I, who's the Todd caretaker? Payton. Todd Payton, Gary's brother. So Todd. So yeah, so he's he he would play. Yeah, so he gets his chance. So hopefully they they play for him. But but I just yeah again, whatever they do, I just don't really see. As I said, what it what it what it gains under the circumstances of what we're dealing with. 
with this season. So, anyway, that's shot clock question one. Question two on the shot clock. We've seen quite a few of the top NRL teams play each other now. So, we've got a little bit more of a guide on where we sit and GT, what looks a very, very competitive season. So, right here, right now, pick your top four. In Joel, order or just... start us? Yeah, right. I went in order. order. Yeah. Who finishes one uh, to four? I think Roosters will finish on top. Para second. Mm. I think. And then Knights and Panthers. Right on. Steve? Mm. Roosters. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty, pretty similar. I think Roosters. I think they'll I get them on four and against. I think Melbourne will be up there. I've got the same four. I'm going to probably go Roosters. Um, Para probably, yeah, be up there then, then Melbourne and, and hopefully the Knights sneak in the fourth, I'd say so. They, like, but in saying that, Roosters, at the moment, they'll win by panels. So Yeah. Yeah, they're flying, aren't they? So, yeah, I think, what did I say, that Roosters, Raiders, uh, the Roosters, the Raiders, the Eels and the Panthers are the top four teams right now. Who finishes in the uh, bottom four? Knights are in there. Knights are no, in no, there. I'm just, sorry, no, I'm just saying to me, oh. they're the top four, that's my top four. You got right the Raiders there. still in there? Yeah. Yep. win one week, lose the next. Yeah. So the Roosters, they lost their first two. Yeah, but they won't the lose one. one they lost two in a row, and then they come back <laughs> won, and went Well, the next four by about 300,000. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting run in. So actually, I'm going to just deviate quite slightly off topic here. Um, the news during the week as well, well I'll, add an, I'll add another question here to the um, shot clock. Will Wayne Bennett finish the season as the Rabbitohs coach? Yeah. Yeah, you see all that? Like he's a master. He just yeah. sort of can puffeteer, but he's like, I'm told you. I love, I, I, love, I, love I love, I love, he sprays the media like us. Yeah, you know, I, I know, told you last week. Yeah, yeah I, same, I told you last don't week. Don't you listen, mate? Don't you listen? <laughs> <laughs> so he's been like, I saw a funny tweet pop up somewhere during the week that said, "Yeah, it's just been announced. Wayne's going to coach Souths Monday and Friday, uh, St George Tuesdays, and then um, and Canterbury every third week or something like that." So he's been and the Warriors, no, sorry, Warriors, the Warriors yeah, on Wednesday. So it was the Warriors on Wednesday. Yeah, the Dragons. Don't forget North Queensland. And then the Cowboys. So yeah, he's been linked. Like, too. Steve, what you talked about before, That's I suppose that's why his name's been thrown up as this is the bloke they need. He's, he's Uncle Wayne. That's who the Kiwis need, that, that, as in the Warriors, for all that, probably yeah, all those things, probably for all those things that you pointed out you were talking about. So, yeah. and, man, and, and as well, and as well, because they're sort of saying, of course, they've got the succession plan at Souths, where obviously his assistant coach, Jason Demetrio, Jason that. He, that he's come to South and he's basically they've said he'll take over. He's been announced as the coach post Wayne. So typical. He's got a year and a half to go though, and he's got this year and next year. To and go next year, Wayne. yeah. So they're saying he'll be, he'll be coach 20, 22. 21. 21, 22, sorry. Yeah. 22. No, 22. This is 2020. 22, yeah. It's hard to know where we're yeah, up yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but you know, Wayne's like, so if Wayne just says, look, well, you know, Jason's ready now, I'll go and coach New Zealand. That's mm-hmm. what'll happen. Knights, so isn't he? I'd say the uh, the dollars himself. will talk very highly. I reckon the dragons are coming off. I reckon the dragons will be throwing some big dollars. Well, look at all of, look at all of those co- look at all of those coaches now, and we still haven't even mentioned Seabold in terms of coaches under pressure. Now you've got, as we mentioned, McGregor. Oh. They've won a, they've won a couple in a row, but still Dean Pay at Dogs, Paul Green at Cowboys has said. Whatever Seabold, the pressure's going to come soon if they, particularly if they get dusted this weekend. Like it'll. They win really, three in a row, the Bronx. 
brave man to they say win, that. They win three in a row. They'll beat the Titans and they'll roll on and win the next two. Don't know. Tell you what, they want to beat the Titans. Yeah, well, they're, they're well, about to prove a point, do aren't they? That's what I'm saying. Any, they'd want to... Anytime they're going to beat the big brother, then that's it. Yeah, anyway, see what happens. Um, what, about I had a question. what about the Titans yeah. throwing all the money at um, Fafita? Okay, well, let's keep rolling in. Would you, where will he end up? So if you're Fafita, the Broncos once, as I said, once it was nearly a no way in the world would you leave the Broncos to go and play for the Titans. No matter, like that, that was the lure of the Broncos, less money to stay at the club. Well, they're not exactly throwing up a lot of reasons to say stay here, son. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. The salary cap, well, I don't think it's going to get any better in terms of you're not going to get much better. If they're going to, and the Titans have come out and said, we'll give him whatever he wants, essentially. Oh, they said it's a five-year, $5, five million dollar deal, so a million a year. Uh, but we will go longer and you know accommodate for whatever he wants. So write your own check. I'll be saying, mate, sign me up, Scotty, to the same deal as Tamalolo, uh, and I'll be there on the glitter strip for an extra hmm. three. Because I think the Bronx can only give him seven hundred. So what I'm interested in that, and I don't know the old ins and outs of salary cap. Someone smarter than me might know this. It's watching, but if uh, Darius is pulling the pin at the end of the season. Where's his eight hundred thousand? Or they have they basically acquitted? Well, that he's retiring, see, so that next year you're talking about. Yeah, it goes, but some of them might be on back end deals too. You know, like in terms of yeah. Well, that's year, what I mean. So they've obviously spent. Year, they might be on four hundred. They, they've obviously already uh, spent that. You know, they've already spent Darius's well, eight hundred. A couple of them too, didn't they? Like in terms of yeah, Haas but, and Pangai Junior. and a couple of them they upgraded them. So hopefully, to keep got a bit extra. He deserves it. <laughs> Who's that? How's Milford. Surely he got top up. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he is actually. You're dead right. He's got a play option for next year, which he, I think Honestly. he's already said, yeah, I'll, I'll be hanging around. I'll be hanging around for a million. He's not, they're not fair income, are they? By... He's a criminal. If he... That is theft. That is, <laughs> that is dead set theft. Someone should ring the cops and say, listen, mate, I've got Fraud. to report this. There's a dead set criminal running around for the Broncos. He is he's stealing in a year off the poor Broncos board. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> sorry, he's he's not even running around. You couldn't even say that. He's he's rocking uh, up every week in a Broncos jersey, wearing the six, and just tipping it on. <laughs> How do you reckon he'll go this week? They put Dearden on the bench. Oh mate, he's got to go. All right, I reckon he'll be hooked at twenty minutes in. Hmm. But as you said, this he could come out and look like a superstar this weekend if they get on a roll and then. Oh, that, and, yeah, yeah, that's right. He probably will. And Milf's back. One time he might have a bit of a run. Milf's back. Anyway, yeah. uh, what am I talking about? AFL. I was going to say, should they just bend the season with all this COVID stuff? So I'll change the question. I wrote this earlier in the week. Where should the AFL grand final be staged? There's a there's a bit of talk around that. Obviously, the traditional home, it's always at the MCG. Why wouldn't it be at the MCG? Well, the way they're going in Victoria, there's every possibility that wherever, if it's in Victoria, they won't be there'll be, you know, as many people as there's watching this show, which is about two. So that's how many will be there. Where's the AFL Grand Final to be played this year? Perth's throwing a bid in for it. Sydney, obviously. Brisbane. Darwin. Mm. Heritage Oval. Everywhere. <laughs> Who wouldn't want it? But I suppose, I don't know. Oh, they'll be in Melbourne. Give it to, um, I suppose you've got to plan it out there. But if there's going to be no crowds and they're travelling and that, See who's going the uh, well, it won't be West Coast because they're horrid, and it won't be yeah. Fremantle because they're but won't be, won't be, won't be West Coast West. because it'll be on a midnight, uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, exactly. 
different to Brisbane. They'll be there. They'll be thereabouts. So. Lions v the Suns. How good are the Suns going? Here I'll tell you what, the they want COVID. They want a COVID. Um, Go again every year. They belted. Um, they beat Geelong, wasn't it? No, nah, not Geelong. Fremantle. And West Coast the week before. So... So West Coast here yeah, the week before. So they're going good, yeah. real good. See, see, they're the sort of team that probably is suited by this shortened season, obviously, as a young squad. They just come out and hook in. We'll just see how much they can maintain it for. But anyway, final final one for Shot Clock Boys. This is kind of a sport. The Undertaker apparently announced his retirement from the WWE. You got a favourite Undertaker moment, match, rivalry? I don't know, but on that, I'd, I'd seen they're doing a, a massive documentary. Yeah, I want to watch it actually. Yeah, me too. And it looks I've all right. Seen snippets pop up on Facebook, and like I've seen a couple pretty, of them. Yeah, how he's evolved from the uh, the mute that come on and never talked, and obviously the Undertaker to, to what he is now. But um, geez, he would have done all right. I don't know. He's fifty five. He's still uh, in good nick. Obviously, he's had a bit of help, but gee whiz. <laughs> Favorite moment well, or match or anything to do with that? Brett the Hitman Hart back in the day with the old wraparound pick sunnies and who else yeah Sean the heartbreak kid did he fight sexy boy sexy boy did he fight the Undertaker it was that was good that was he had the best walkout though like when he come back as the Undertaker I think it was like late well, do you remember? Do you remember when they went when they went a bit rogue and he came out on the Harley? We come back to that's when he was a bit of a, yeah, a bit, of, bit of a biker. But then when he come back after that, yeah. Well, hang on. Here's, the... here's one. Do you reckon he's retired, or you reckon like this is the next coming of the Undertaker again? You know, why would they be doing a doco? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like his retirement. He's done a John Farnham one last dance. Well, he said, yeah, he's he's still with the company or something. I don't know. So. Well, I the one I, the one I saw from his docker was when he's jumping in the cryo chamber. So maybe they're going to like make out, they're going to like freeze him, and he's just going to fight forever or something. I don't know. My favourite was when they just started. They formed that his brother was Kane. He was he, yeah. was, he was the mute, he was the mute that then could talk. <laughs> he flogged him. Oh, <laughs> brother, <laughs> brothers, brothers yeah. of destruction or they something. They hated each other, but or something, didn't they? And then they come out of the team. Flat on their backs. I saw that, and the, I saw about the. The old wrestling being fake, which is hard to believe. I cannot believe that it's a scripted. No, it isn't. Sport. Have you not? Have, all those guys in the crowd, they're there and they're going <laughs> and they, mad. So they both laying down, out cold, and they give, he gives you the old flick of the, the flick on the wrist, and they both go zoop and sit back up. <laughs> and it's oh, I'll tell you what, the uh, the entertainment hey, the, value. Yeah, the yeah, the streak that the Undertaker. The WrestleMania streak, that, yeah, the WrestleMania streak that went for how many years? But you said so much people loved it. it. People loved it. Did you see when Brock Lesnar was it? Is he who broke mm-hmm. the streak? And people were crying. They showed the crowd. There's people in tears. It was. Oh, there's grown men that still. I don't know. Yeah, I don't <laughs> mind watching it every now and then as a bit of entertainment. But um, yeah. not now. You wouldn't know. Live their life around it. But yeah. Maybe like as a young bloke, you would have. Flicked her on. Oh, yeah, you can go play esports. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, let's look at the Southern Hotel Shot Clogs segment. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have a look at our Hogan's Family Jewelers, Rocks and Diamonds, and the Semi Pros Multi of the Week. 
Hi guys, Lockie here from Hogan's Family Jewelers. Today we're looking at how you select a perfect diamond. We need to consider the four C's. Cut, colour, clarity and carat weight. In terms of discussing the cut of a diamond, we need to consider the aspects of the qualities of cut. At Hogan's we only source triple excellent cut diamonds. In terms of colour, we look for the perfect white stone. We source stones from a D through to a G in colour, the top four colour gradings. Clarity is another really important factor in selecting your diamond. We don't want to look at the diamond every day and see inclusions or marks in the stones that distract from the beauty of the piece. The final of the four C's is carat weight. A lot of people believe that a diamond's value is based just on its carat weight. This isn't truly the case. It's a combination of all the four C's put together. There's one final hidden factor that I need to discuss about finding the perfect diamond. It's called fluorescence. When she wears the ring in natural sunlight, UV light, where the diamond is supposed to sparkle at its optimum level, you don't want any reaction. You don't want the diamond to go foggy or a milky colour or even an, a little neon blue sort of tinge through the diamond. This is why we only sell nil fluorescence diamonds and make sure that that diamond stays crystal clear whether you're indoors or outdoors, there'll be no reaction to natural sunlight. Fluorescence is one of the largest factors of devaluing a diamond. Be careful. Out there you might find diamonds that seem cheap, but truly they're going to be cheap for a reason. At Hogan's we prefer our clients to experience superior quality diamonds. We only source the highest grade of GIA certified diamonds. That's the Gemological Institute of America, the harshest grading lab in the world. Some of you may have done some research on diamonds before and may fully understand the four C's. But if not, we've got knowledgeable staff that will help you and guide you through selecting the perfect diamond. At the end of the day, it's all about quality and at Hogan's, we prefer quality. It's absolutely all about quality at Hogan's Family Jewelers. Hoping to see Lockie Hogan and the team that present our Rocks and Diamonds and a semi-pros multi of the week. Rocks and Diamonds. Rock of the week. Can I start? You got one. Oh, you sure, go. Oh, can I? Oh, all oh, right. Okay. Novak Djokovic, oh. your mate. Oh, you stole it. That was mine. <laughs> or join me. What? Honestly. He's anyway, the biggest. Yeah. He's the biggest wet anchor at the best of times. Um, but yeah, fair dinkum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what did he think was going to happen? And now he's got it, and everyone else has got it, and and he's an anti-vaxer. And it's just become an absolute disaster. Yeah. Oh, no. Nolle. In the bin. Troy right. Bin. I'm glad, Troy I'm, glad we're, I'm glad we're in agreement. I just thought, you know, when, you, when you're being made to look like a moron by Nick Kyrgios, that's saying something. But Steve yeah. actually made a point on this show. Going back, he might have turned the corner, Nick. Yeah, that was a fair tweet from Nick. Don't at me. At no yeah. Way, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So good. Yeah, Novak times yeah. two. Get in the bin. <laughs> Steve, mm. you got anything different? I, don't know who this is. I didn't really have much, but I'm just flicking through looking for our multi. News.com. <laughs> no, no, no. Best, best, best expert tips. Who's the, who's the Brisbane tips that they use? Do you know? Gibbo. Chris Nelson. Yeah, it Chris is. Nelson. Chris Nelson. On a Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Pretty, I, don't quote me on that. It might, don't oh, yeah, no, it quote is. me on that. That is right. You're right. It is. Value bet of the day. $3.80 favourite. Chris Nelson. <laughs> <what a> rock. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Chris. Good value there, brother. <laughs> Some of the hunters there. Did it win? <laughs> the thrill seekers. Did it win? Yeah. 
Saturday, mate. Oh, is so. it this Saturday? Sorry. Thought yeah. you meant um thought you'd pick him up from last Saturday. Right. Uh, Three dollars Value better the day, so <laughs> Oh, you obviously think it's overs. <laughs> I have to see Shorty. So, oh well, that's value, mate. If it's if it's should have been jumping at a dollar fifty. Oh, Chrissy wins uh, the belt. Plenty of. Righto, that's good. We'll get to that shortly, though. Righto, what are we? Um, I got a dime. Uh, yeah, so do I. Yep. You go. You okay? Because you got your you you you've been preparing this all I've, week. I've worked one up. Yeah. Yeah, mine is, and I think very much deservedly so, which he was a guest on the show a few weeks back. Kent Remus sent this through the other day about uh, Ellie Johnston. So she, we had her on the show going back um, pre-COVID or nearly almost on the cusp of COVID when we were still in the studio. Uh, picked up a Queensland Fire contract for the 2020-21 season. So uh, that's a, uh, a huge thing So uh, from the Darling down. So she's picked up a contract there. So that's great news, great to see. So um, she can be my um, diamond of the week, Ellie Johnson. Steve? Yeah, that's what I, I saw that pop up this morning too. I was going to run that and I knew you'd run that. So um, so you did some great research and come up with this. Yeah. I got one for you. Your man. I got one for you. I, I was actually going to have – I should have went to the other one. We should have talked pre-show because you could have had that because I did have, I have a backup one. Mm. Do you want it? Run. Yeah. Your man. Your man. Be notif. 100 winners to the season. That's a big go. Oh, couple up now, Tony Golden, first place. Yeah. Mm. Metro winners too. And yeah. Still got four couple weeks, weeks ago. Five weeks. Yep. So August. was he 10 points behind last year, wasn't he? Remember it was last year, I think. Don't know. Yeah. But Bailey. I think he's, yeah. Yeah, well, mm. Bailey and Tony, Tony I suppose their, their uh, successes go hand in hand. But I think Tony had eight winners in the last 13 starters, three from yeah. three there yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous, and 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 everyone and, involved there. Seamson, he's oh, jeez, pockets full. It's getting deeper yeah. and deeper. Old Seamson, unbelievable. By Pixie, and and he keeps talking about. He messaged me during the week. We we're talking about, it and he said, and "I keep saying that one that he told us about is the best one." Yeah, yeah, zebra. Yeah, good in the black. Remember, book. he said that on the show. He said that on the show. So, we're right about black book. You get a dollar ten about it when it goes. Yeah, 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 well yeah. hidden, well hidden. After Simpsons has blurted that out. Write it down. Write it down. Mm. Set a notification. Yeah. So, oh. um, but but yeah, no. Seriously, to pick up a hundred wins, particularly for Bailey Notif, he's had his issues along the way as well, and he's had his ups, he's had his downs. But <laughs> his three, <laughs> his three rides on Wednesday were as good as you'll. That- that's socialising. What a ride! That yeah, was. as good as you'll see. Geez, going good. So, hundred wins for the season, one hundred and one and a half or something. He'd be up to now after that three there. So, there you go, Steve. He can be your diamond of the week. This yeah, the, I've got, uh, I've got tons of, big tons of going. <laughs> right, Joel. What do you- check? Well, Steve probably should be the one talking about this. He knows plenty about cornhole. But um, check this video out. I've still come across this on it was ESPN. Throw him up, Zach. See that last shot? Fair go. 
That's Steve Glover from like halfway on yep. on the say semi pros C grade side. That was just nothing but net. But yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. A little cornhole video, so that can be my goal. Cornhole's week. Be out this weekend. Brother-in-law's coming up, and we've uh, had to scuff the boards up a bit. Last time they were just lightning. It was a fast one. I think. Was it? <laughs> If you were trying to get the penetrometer in there, you would have bent the end of the stick. It was that. You get him on, get, get him on the back of the Colorado? Get him on the back of the Colorado, mate, and get it moved down the street. And... Oh, if I cleaned it out the back of it, I might have some space. But, yeah. <laughs> might yeah, even be just a mission just get it in the back. Oh, seriously, it was a good one that popped up there before. Zach, a comment from uh, Joel Seabee, one of our great fans. He's, he's a loyal bloke. He, he had a, there you go, Diamond, greatest Aussie uh, to race a motorcycle, Chad Reed. Raced his last yeah, race this week in the AMA. Yep, Supercross season. Finished with a <laughs> technical term. Finished <laughs> technical term. Finished with a shit ton of records. So he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, champion. Yep. So good one. So Chad Reed from uh, Joel Seavey picking up that uh, Diamond of the Week nomination. Thanks to Hogan's Family Jewelers. Righto. This is the best part of the show. Jeez, I'm it dirty. Is. I'm dirty on myself last week, but anyway, we'll. Um, I'm not dirty on myself, obviously, but <laughs> I uh, zigged and I should have zagged in terms of which one I picked. I could have picked one of two and, of course, went the wrong way. So we'll probably do the same this week. What do we got? You go then. Lead us off. You're flying. Um, yeah, I've got one. Does anyone else got one? I've just got to find it. So Yeah, I've got one. I've got my mind. Um, does anyone know if it's going to continue raining at Sydney or is it finished yep. raining? It's just permanently wet. Okay, that's good because uh, this thing I reckon. <laughs> well, I assume so. I'm just making <laughs> yeah. an assumption. No, it's a, it's a heavy nine now, so I'm assuming that it's going to be wet. Uh, and this thing goes in the wet. It's um, it's zero and two in the heavy though. Well, Zach's going again with the corn on. It's <laughs> Loves uh, it. <laughs> yeah. Sydney race five number one. Tom to rain. Uh, it ran fifth in the Golden Slipper. Uh, run fourth. On its other heavy run behind uh, Bivouac in a Group One in the Lawn Rolling Awards, but um, it's been try- come out start of the year, ran fourth down the straight at Flemington, had a throat issue, but it didn't get beat far. Uh, Glenn Boss goes on, probably gets a nice little trip in behind the speed, and I reckon for the four dollars fifty they're putting up, it's worth a bet. Time to rain. It's um, right, Tom like Durant. I said, it's two from two in the soft, but it's zero and two in the heavy. But, but if you dig a bit deeper, they're in Group One races. So, right, um, we might. Tro- and Brendan, Brendan Jones put up there, so we might make that Troy Gursky seeing he's not here. So Troy can so Brendan, thanks for that. Troy can take yours. Child supported Bundaberg Tuesday, thousand and ninety cutest maiden plate. It's ironic. I think I reckon Troy would probably pay a fair bit of that. So straight on, child supported Bundy Tuesday. Good luck, mate. Jones, you might be able to tell us. Troy was pretty keen on that um, syndication horse that he, that yeah. that he was talking about. So I don't know whether it's Troy, yeah. I think he was oh, talking about keen, he was going to ring. Follow him up, Jonesy. But Jonesy, he, your selection, so we'll get him to blame you if it doesn't work out. So, Steve? yeah, fine. Sydney, race five, number one, time to rain. Steve? Yeah, I've got a winner here. Sticking <laughs> with the old... Uh, Aussie Bloodstock. Oh, yeah. Been, uh, no, Aussie Bloodstock boys. They're bringing this horse up. Wanderbar, who's absolutely dominated two runs on the soft air down there in Sydney. 
Um, gone through the grades, 1100 first up, 1200 second up. Savage the line from back in the track's going to get the uh, oh, I don't know, the track will have a bit of giving it down there, I think, on um, Gray, but up to 1350 back to uh, to three year old uh, grade. What price they put up? 61 kilos, but I think it'll just I was gonna say $61. So, yeah, uh, no, I looked at this too, I was really going to tip it myself. 460. Yeah. Hmm. Or sixty. Yeah, which one was Bub's keen on? He's got shares in a few available, Jonesy. So, which one were you talking yeah, about? That he was talking Troy was to looking me at the other day about one. Right, there you go. So, anyway, so you're on Wonder. All of them, Jonesy. Wonder Bar was it? Wonder Bar is that the one he's picked? Yeah. Wonder Bar, yeah. Race four, number one, Brisbane. Right, um, this is. Uh, yeah, anyway, I'll tip. I'll tip <laughs> It's 900 to 1, but... Um, no, it's, it's the opposite. It's too short. Is. It's too short, but it'll be winning. Uh, Melbourne, where are they this weekend? Caulfield. Race yeah. 2, Horse 2, Kaplompich. You've been on a few times. It'll just win. No, I haven't. I haven't backed it once this preparation, but I will be on it. I'm sorry, I am on it this weekend. No, sorry, I did back it last out of Mooney Valley on the leaders' track. I was caught out the back when they couldn't run on. Ran a really nice race. It'll... Long as they, long as it's even and they get their chance, it'll, I think it'll be very, 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 very hard to beat Kaplompich. What price? So it is race two, number two, four sixty. So I think it was about five. I think it was about five fifty earlier today, but four sixty at the moment you can get about Kaplompich. So four sixty and two dollars actually. So you can back it each way and get your money back. I reckon you will get your money back at least if that's how you like to do business. So Kaplompich, all right. So that's a look at semi pros multi of the week. Our uh, rocks and diamonds, thanks to Hogan's Family Jewelers. Righto, that's it. What's on? What's happening this weekend, gentlemen? Anything? The, where where is Troy? Of, by the way, uh, well, he, heard from him. <laughs> might be down on one knee, the big fella. Don't know. I'll ask him tomorrow. I've got to see him what's tomorrow. So. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So what's on this weekend? I'm off for the big smoke down the Goldie. Yeah, bit same. Of golf actually. on Sunday. That'll be good. Yeah, where are we going? Colonial something. Uh, something. The Colonial Palmer, the Colonial or something. Yeah, right on. Clark we'll see Palmer how we go. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. We'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. So yeah, that's on. That's on Sunday. Thanks for loaning us your unit too, Steve. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, One Steve? One unit to win, four to place. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, to be. What are you doing this yeah. weekend? You playing golf? Yeah, a bit of golf. Visit from the uh, from the sister and brother-in-law and a uh, bit of Corn cards on. game, a bit of competitive cards. When's that? Yeah. Oh, I miss it. Cornhole, Saturday yeah. night. Might be here. And then, uh, yeah, go and see if I can improve on my dismal performance last week around the city because that was horrendous. When are you playing? Saturday? Sunday? Mm. Both? Saturday. Nah, no Saturday. Sunday. Saturday you'll be out there. Yeah, no, I won't be there Saturday either. So I think you've got a big Trev Greaves fan of replacement for me. So the gong will be there. He's ready. The big gong. So, yeah, tuning up for the good email the other day. I think the thing is improving. City Golf Club monthly medal. Back to normal programming. Monthly okay. medal. Fourth oh, yeah. of July. So, most important thing, the chicken dim sims are back in the hot box. <laughs> <laughs> what's living? Though. Exactly. We'll see what they got. It. 
we'll see what they got at the Colonial Palmer Clive course exactly. or whatever it is on Sunday. We'll be giving them a bit of a nudge for there. I tell you, six, yeah, yeah, prawn cocktails and caviar. It's <laughs> six in the at yeah. six in the morning. Oh, gee, that'll be good, man. So I'll be taking some stubbies anyway. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get down there as soon as I say. Whatever you're doing this weekend, have a uh, fantastic weekend. As you said, sports starting to get back, so uh, support your local club if you can. So lots of junior sport. You guys, Joel, you know, when, when's junior footy start? So the Toowoomba Junior Rugby League, they start. A lot, of the juniors, month, a lot of the juniors and a lot of our, our different sporting codes start up uh, next month. So we've got the exciting yes, time building it's like up. It's 17th of, of July, isn't it? Somewhere, I think. So middle of July. So we've got a lot of exciting things coming up. Of course, we've got the captain's draft. And what we're going to look at doing is obviously we'll, we'll look to highlight a few more of the uh, the players, the the franchises. Let's see if I can line up uh, Chris Glass, the last year's winning captain, inaugural winning captain of the uh, DDBBL. Might get him on, see his thoughts. So he'll end up on a different team, and that's the intriguing part about it all. But we'll try and might have to get uh, Mark Ryle on as well, the Rob Skin Knight Riders, have a yarn to them. So but we'll look to try and feature a few of those teams on the on the show in uh, in coming weeks. But Thanks for joining us on the Semi Pros. As always, it's been fun. Thanks for your company. We'll catch you all next week. Just, just about to do, mate. Uh, surely. There you go. That's outstanding. That much talent running around in our own backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, the Semi Pros. The Semi Pros. Ladies and gentlemen.